Well, good morning, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Tuesday morning again, God's story time. We just got back from uh, Denver uh, last night. We were at uh, the upper room in Denver uh, church there, and uh, it was it was awesome. We had a really great time. The love of God really showed up, and that's all that matters, you know. But uh, <clears throat> I just want to first thank everybody for uh, that's tuning in on these things, uh, especially on YouTube. We've had thousands of people just watching these things, and we never knew that they would, you know, go off like this. But uh, we just wanted to appreciate, you know, your hunger for Jesus uh, mainly. Not your, not just from you know following us. That's the last thing I would want. But uh, but the main thing, it's getting people to follow the Lord and really see things that the way that they truly are, not only with the Lord but you know in their own lives. We're getting so many testimonies from it. So we want to thank you for that, uh, for tuning in on our channel and on YouTube uh, with Living Vine Ministries. Also, this my my guy that does our website and uh, all of our media stuff. He's always saying you need to smile more. <laughs> but uh, I'm no no. I'm just a sometimes a, just a grumpy old man, you know. In in the morning, but uh, uh, I do smile. It's just uh, I get pretty intense when it when I start talking about the Lord uh, because he's all I've got, you know, and he's. He's probably the most, he is the most important thing in my life. And when I talk about him, I just get intense. You know, I, I, I love him. I, I think that that's all we need, you know, um, but, uh, enough of that, you know, bickering. Uh, I just wanted to share another God story this morning. It's, it's amazing. I've been, I think we're on 54 God stories now and, and, I'm amazed how many stories the Lord has brought up in my spirit. Uh, even while I was in Denver, I was we landed in Denver and a God story came up to my spirit uh, that happened to me a long time ago. And it was the message for uh, uh, to give at Upper Room. And, uh, and I'd forgotten all about the experience. Um, and when I began to speak about it, it really started doing even something in me because there's there's a love that's coming that we can't control. There's a love that's coming that uh, knowledge can't put it per, its parameters around. And uh, and the Lord's even doing it in me. I mean, the, the closer this love's getting to me, the more it's just tearing me up. And, and, uh, and I'm having to love even more, having to bear even more, having to long suffer even more, persevere even more, because that's all a part of, you know, God's love. And, uh, some of our flesh, you know, I know my, some, in some areas of my flesh, I don't like it, you know, but, uh, <clears throat> it's working even in me, but man, when you allow it to work, when you embrace what God is doing in your life through and seeing that it's part of his love, man, you get through it quicker and you see things completely different than they were. But, uh, in this one God story, I was uh, actually reading the Bible and uh, wasn't ex expecting, you know, anything uh, as far as an experience from the Lord at this time. I was really studying to really find him even more because I go to this Bible to look for Jesus. 
not for you know questions of why this happened and why that happened and errors and all kinds of stuff i i really try to look for the for god you know because that's what this bible was written for was to reveal the lord to help us go into these different places that he has made even for us and there are so many places he's made for us so many dimensions of the revelation of the lord that's just unreal but in this in this uh experience i'm actually reading luke 23 uh and i don't i'm just starting to get into it and it's about a man named joseph of arimathea and uh as i'm as I start to read it, the word takes me there. And uh, I, I'm, it scared me at first. It's kind of like, you know, it, uh, like Ezekiel being taken up by the spirit and being thrown in a valley, you know. I'm sure that was kind of freaky. And uh, I can, I, I can kind of relate to some of these prophets that get taken by the spirit. I mean, even Ezekiel gets taken up by the spirit, I believe in uh, Ezekiel 13, he, and when the Spirit took him up, he said, it says he went in, in his bitterness, you know, and uh, it's because when the Spirit of God comes on you, it just takes over, and sometimes it's not fun. Sometimes you don't want to go where God's taking you, you know, and uh, but I was shaken up. I was taken to this place, and uh, I was watching basically Joseph of Arimathea, and I I got to look in his eyes. I was watching this man coming before Pilate and he was basically begging for the body of Christ. And, uh, but the, the spirit that he was in was just overwhelming. He really wanted Jesus and he wanted to make a place for himself. And when Pilate, I saw the eyes of Pilate and I saw the eyes of of Joseph, when Joseph came in there with the eyes of care and the eyes of just adoration and love for, for Jesus and wanting him so bad to help him, even though he was dead, he's, he's wanting to help this dead body and make a place for him. And when he looked at Pilate uh, with those caring eyes of wanting the body of Jesus it changed Pilate's mind. It was so supernatural. I can't even uh, explain it. It's like he went into the den of thieves. You know, he went into the very den he shouldn't have gone into, begging for the body of Christ. And that love that he had for the body of Christ, uh, it's like put him, Pilate, in this dumb state <laughs> and uh, basically just told him, you know, he could have him. And I was just amazed because when he walked in there, he should have basically gotten killed, you know. I mean, he was a follower of the Lord. You're begging for the, you know, the body of Christ. And and Pilate lets him take uh, take the body. He gives him permission. And and then I watched him, you know, get the take the body down. And, and there was a soldier there that, you know, helped, a couple of soldiers that helped take the uh, the body down. But when it, when the Lord was taken off the cross, which was brutal, uh, we forget what it took to get him off. But uh, it was painful. I don't even want to ever see that again, you know. But uh, Jesus, 
was a mess. The body of Christ was a total mess. I mean, and the Joseph was just overjoyed and at the same time saddened with the the expression of the body of Christ that it was making because you got to understand Jesus, you know, going through the trauma, uh, when your body goes through trauma, it, it starts, starts to, uh, release itself. And there was defecation running all down, uh, the legs of, of Jesus and, and urine and blood just covered in blood. And, uh, he didn't smell good. It, it was just awful. His eyes were covered and with blood. He could, couldn't see. Of course, he's dead now, but that he was so covered in blood and, and, and his body was out of joint. He was just a, a, it's like holding mush. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, when I watched Joseph trying to get, take his body and, and to get it going, you know, get to, get it to carry, you know, the, the body was just slipping out of his, his arms and, and the, and the, the defecation of what has happened to his body, all of that was getting on Joseph and Joseph was starting to smell and, and Joseph started to have all this blood on him and the, and the things that had come out of Jesus and through trying to handle the, you know, his body, uh, he started to even smell like him. And then he started to, with all the blood on him from helping, trying to get Jesus to his place before he was done, he, he smelt like him and looked a little like him because of all the blood that was on him because it was such a mess. And trying to wrap him, you know, into linen cloths, uh, Joseph was just weeping because uh, he loved him so much. And I was weeping, and I and I realized I, I could hear the Holy Spirit quoting this scripture, except I was watching it happen, and it had not it not even close to. Uh, what the, the, how the, the scriptures explain, because Luke, you know, was a, the, the way he wrote it was a little bit anal because Luke was a physician, but Luke tried to write as much detail as he could. But, uh, after he gets it wrapped, you know, he's, he's got it in a, in a hooned out place. He went before Christ, you know, and and hooned out a new place in this rock. And I, I was just amazed at watching all of what I, what Joseph did out of love. And, I, and it struck me that Joseph went before his death, you know, because it takes a long time to hoon out a hole in a rock, you know, and makes a place for Jesus. And then he puts him in this new place. He wraps him up covers all of his mess, tries to clean him up as he can and covers all of this mess that Jesus is in and covers a body that doesn't even look like the body. It looks like it looked and smelt like sin. If you, if, if I was to put words to it, but of course we all know that the, you know, Jesus became sin so that we could be free. 
And so you can, you can see revelatory in a, in a revelational way that he was loving a very sinful, nasty, smelly body of Christ. That was not only just sin, but it was dead. And it struck me that, oh my God, Joseph is the first one like Jesus. Because Jesus had just did the same thing to us. Because when we, when we were yet in sin, Jesus died for us. And Joseph was ta taking on the literal image of the Lord and was literally dying for the Lord spiritually. Taking his life in, in his own hands to not only beg for the body that was sin but and dead but to and marred <laughs> but he also wrapped it up with linen claws you know love covers a multitudes of sin and and uh then he gave it a, a place a new place and then laid the body carefully you know in the tomb and i watch as he was laying him man the way he laid him was not, you can't even put words to it. He was you know, trying his best. To, it's almost like he knew, like he thought that Jesus was still alive. You know, it's like in his consciousness, no, he's still alive. And so he cared for Jesus as though he was alive. And I thought, man, I've got to be that way. I've, I was begging the Lord in tears, help me to be this way. No matter how bad the body is, you know, Help me to see it through the eyes of love and to be able to carry it and, and, and lay it the way that love should lay it. You know, looking at someone that's so messed up and giving it a perfect place instead of giving it an old place like, you know, you need to sit down here. You're in sin. I can't believe that you're like this. We got to take, you know, another year or, you know, for you to get back up or, you know, we do so many things that are really out of our own fears and rejection instead of out of love. Because I don't know if you know this, but love trumps our knowledge. So love trumps everything that you assume the way things should go and the way things are. And if you ever get into it, man, you're fulfilling all scripture. You're fulfilling the great commandment. And uh, that's what Joseph was doing. He was fulfilling the literal commandment, the greatest commandment, and didn't even know it. And uh, I, I told the Lord, I want to get this way as I was weeping. And I watched him lay it, lay the body down. And, and uh, these girls, I didn't know who it was, but uh, these women were watching him. And as they were watching Joseph, I mean, can you imagine watching this man, you know, trying to get him to the tomb. He's got blood all over him. He smells just like the body, which is us. And we've got to start identifying with people instead of trying to, you know, you've got to be here with me. You've got to be, you know, I'm here and you're there. We've got to get down here and identify with, with, with people instead of lording over them. But they're watching him and uh, they started weeping because they were watching how he laid him. And it was scripture. I never got that. I, I would always look over it. And after they watched Joseph weeping over him, they ran back. And I thought, where are they going? 
And I heard the Holy Spirit, he said, they're going to get the spices. And I thought, man, that is unreal. What was on Joseph got on the ones that were observing it. And uh, which tell, was, was telling me that, you know, if we would just love the body, no matter what kind of condition, because the body of Christ, Jesus, was in the worst condition that anybody could be in. Doesn't matter anything. He was in the worst because he took on all sin. He became sin. So he was the worst and someone was loving it and identifying with it and getting, even getting messy with it. Man, have you ever, you ever get, gotten scared that if you get close to somebody, you'll get their stuff and all that? Well, you can't get it if you're really loving, <coughs> if you're truly in love, because love has no fear. You know, a lot of times we're being, we think we're being wise and not, you know, helping someone because something could get on us. Well, you might not want to, because if you're in fear, it could get on you anyway, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but when you're in love, there's no fear. So where there's no fear, then the enemy can't find anything in you because you're, you're consumed in God's love and it's oozing out of you like a river. And these guys, these girls ran back and they grabbed these spices and stuff and myrrh and they started doing the exact same thing and in, 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 as far as the spirit is concerned and they started anointing the body because the body, even though it's wrapped, you know, it, it, you could still smell it. And so they started anointing it and putting spices over it and what stunk actually had a great aroma. Which that's, I don't even go into that, but man, I thought, my gosh, I've got to use the anointing to anoint someone that is stinky, which is, and, and give them my best. And if I give them my best, which is what God has given me, it will cause that old body, it will cause that person to start smelling like the Lord. They'll start coming alive again. And I, man, after this was over and I watched them walk away, I was a mess because I had, for the first time in a long time, I, I actually experienced scripture and it wasn't just this scripture that just came to me. There was scriptures all throughout the Bible that came to me as I was watching the spirit of what was going on, not just physically what was going, the spirit of it of how Jesus was cared, even though, man, he should have just been thrown away because he was just sin and didn't even look like a body of Christ. He should have been a throwaway. And I thought, how many have I thrown away because of my religious, you know, religiosity and my fear and what I call wisdom? That was nothing to, at that point, it was, to me, it, that was demonic, you know? the way I was thinking. And, uh, and I came back after this was over, I came back and I read the scripture and I just want to read it, you know, real quickly. It says, now behold, there was a man named Joseph, a council member. Now other scripture says he was a rich man. So here's a rich man. Think about this case and takes it further. Here's a rich man going to beg for something he really doesn't even need. He's, he's going to beg for something that's going to really get him in trouble. And he's rich. He's got a, you know, he's got a, uh, 
a reputation. Have you ever not hung out with somebody because your reputation might be tarnished? Oh man, I, there's no telling how many times that's happened to me. And he wasn't even worried about his reputation. And he was wealthy. And here's a rich man actually for the first time making it through the eye of the needle. <laughs> he's giving his whole life to Jesus. He's, he's risking all of his riches and his reputation to care for somebody that you're really not supposed to be caring for. So uh, it says he was a good and just man. Yeah, he was. Because Joseph was the first true disciple here, man. He was doing it. He was doing the commandment that the Lord gave his own disciples that actually scattered, by the way. You know, most of them scattered at the cross. But here's Joseph running, running to the cross. It's amazing. It is amazing. He's, he's fulfilling scripture. He is the first one to actually do what Jesus commanded the disciples. And he said, a new commandment that I give you, that you love one another. That was a new commandment after all the ministry era that they had walked through. Jesus shifted it and said, now I give you a new commandment to love one another. So all the ministry stuff was great, but that led them up to another dimension was the commandment of love which fulfills all ministry. And, uh, and Joseph hadn't even heard that, and he's doing it. Think about that. He's doing it. And he's, he's the first one that's actually doing the commandment of the Lord. Of course, we can see that this is Papa behind the scenes using a man to cover his son, wrap him up, and use women to come and anoint spices, which, of course, that's no different thing. We need men and women to raise the body of Christ because we all have a play in raising the body of Christ. We all have a role, and that role is loving it. They, they all did different ministries to it, but they didn't care about the ministry part. They were loving it. And... Uh, and it says, and he had not consented to their decision indeed, and he was from Arimathea, a city of the Jews. This is Luke 23, you know, uh, 50 through 56. Uh, <clears throat> he was from Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who himself was also waiting for the kingdom of God. <laughs> Man, if we're going to see the kingdom of God, this is, the, this is that next dimension that the Lord's commanded us for us to love one another. That's going to cause the body of Christ to start rising up because the kingdom of God is, is, you know, is not just cities and all that stuff. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. It's faith, hope, and love. Can you imagine that spirit taking over the atmosphere? It'd raise anything from the dead, <laughs> you know? And uh, it says, this man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid it in a tomb that was hooned out of the rock. 
where no one had ever lain before. Man, we can you imagine us giving people that don't deserve anything? Can you imagine us giving them a wonderful spot? Can you imagine this giving us giving them our throne? Because that's what Jesus did. He saw us in a mess and gave his whole body as linen, just covered us, and he went and made a place for us like Joseph, hooned out places for us. And he gave us a throne, gave us his throne, gave us all authority. That's the kind of love he had for us. That's the kind of love Jesus had. He wasn't a robot, you know, doing ministry like we do. He wasn't aware of that stuff. He was aware of, man, I just love them. You can see now why he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. He was seeing something completely different. He was loving them past his own wants. You know, I would have I asked the Lord with my bleeding to death, Lord God, strike him, you know. But he was loving past his own wants, his own judgments. Man, that's amazing, isn't it? But uh, he took it down, wrapped it in linen, and laid it in the tomb, in a tomb that was hewn out of a rock where no one had ever lain, had ever lain before. That day was the preparation. He's doing it. Joseph is doing it, and the Sabbath drew near. He's preparing the body. Man, that's what we're coming into. We're coming into this era of preparation. We're preparing the body, which is going to cause the body to rise again into this place of rest. And uh, it says, and the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after, and they observed the tomb and how his, how his body was laid. And then they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oils, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandment. Man, if we're going to find rest, we've got to find love, man. We've got to ask for more of God's love that it would awaken in us because they played a part in giving the body of Christ a place, but they also, they didn't realize the love that they had was coming from the father and it was actually preparing and, and, and bringing power back upon the body of Christ. And through God's love, the body of Christ was raised. Man, we could just play our part. There's no telling what God could do. No telling what he would do. Because after that, angels came down, the earthquake, there was an earthquake, dead was raised. You know, The soldiers were just shocked. But we forget the ones that started that stuff were people that were in love with the body no matter what. That's what shook the earth through the pop loves, uh, Papa's love through those people. And uh, it wasn't a magic trick. It was man raising the body of Christ just as man raised the body of Christ in us. Jesus was the man that raised us up as he was raised. But now... He, you see that they're doing the exact same thing as he did. So God's still going to use man 
to raise the dead body of Christ back up. He's going to use us. He's going to live in us. And we're going to find ourselves again. And ourselves is being consumed in love. And uh, I give you this one more, but I wanted to read this one. It's John 13, 31 through 35. So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Little children, I say, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And he hadn't quite even finished it yet. They're about to see the ultimate. That you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. That's it. Joseph did exactly what Jesus did for him. He laid down his own riches, laid down his reputation, basically just sought to lose his life. And he goes and he finds it, which was Christ. You want to find your life? You want to find your identity? Go find him. Because that's your identity. It's him. This, this God's story killed me, <laughs> wrecked me. Because I thought, man, I, who cares if I'm a mess? Who cares if the people reject me, if I'm around people that the community doesn't like or Christians don't like? Or Who cares? Man, being in love is far greater than caring for your reputation. I, I know, and I've tasted some of it. Even all, some hit, hit, we're watching. If, if you've been in love, man, you don't care what anybody thinks about that person you're in love with. You don't care. A lot of people will try to, you know, divide you from them. And you love, when you're in love with them, man, you'll take up for them. Even if they are a mess, you're still going to take up for them because you love them so much. You won't even agree with people what they say about that person because you love them. That's Christ. That is Christ. And that's how we're going to break division, that we love one another. We guard one another, help one another. We see one another going off on the wrong path. We're going to help one another in the, in the spirit of love, not in the spirit of fear and trying to accuse one another. Man, if we could love each other past our own opinions, it would be awesome. And I think God's going to deliver the body of us first and raise us up so that we can be like Joseph, so we, we can be like Jesus. So... That's my God story for this morning. I hope it helps. I sure love you guys. And man, read all the different, you know, uh, ways of how it, Joseph did, you know, Matthew and Luke and Mark. And read those things of how it was written. You'll find even more clues 
and you'll see much more of God's love. And, and read it and ask the, uh, the Lord to impart that love as you read it. Because then you'll see, man, this is it. This is where I want to be. If I'm going to be on a throne, then that throne's got to be ruling me, which is your love. So, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. We love you guys, and thank you for uh, tuning in. And Man, I thank God for giving me this, because this is one of the messages that God is speaking, that we've got to get back to love. We've got to come back to our first love. And uh, that's Revelations 2. We've got to come back. We've got to get back to our first love. And uh, love is awesome. It's messy. You do get in a mess. You get stinky. But, man, who cares? We've, all, we've tried the, the clean stuff. We've tried clean ministry. It's only stale. We don't need it anymore. We need that now the new commandment, that we love one another. All right, guys, grace, grace to you. Thanks for tuning in uh, to our God stories. On, uh, we, of course, you, you know, we got a, this on Living Vine Ministries. And, you know, right in, too, if the Lord, you know, helps you and you have an experience or God's doing something with you, please let us know. Write into us. You can write in, even go to our website at livingvineministries.org and you know, and write to us. And if you want to support us and this is feeding you, please help us because uh, we're doing a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things opening up right now. We're doing a school in, in uh, July and uh, we're full now, but we're going to do another one. But it's going to be awesome. We're doing stuff in Africa. We're building a... Uh, we're building a youth center, helping building a youth center, you know, in Durban, uh, South Africa. Man, there's just all kinds of stuff. I'm going to Swaziland uh, this summer and, and to Durban, but it's going to be fun. And uh, the main thing is, man, I'm just stoked with this love. It's awesome. Love trumps knowledge, guys. So uh, just ask God to just chop your head off with love. <laughs> all right. We love you and thanks for tuning in for God's stories. See ya.